Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the sixth episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Why'd you spill ice cream everywhere? I didn't spill ice cream everywhere. You why'd, spilled ice cream. Why did you not put the lid on the ice cream properly? So when I grabbed it, it why did fell. you grab it by the lid? Because I handed it to me. What? You handed it to me that way. No, I didn't. Yes, you didn't. Why are you a dumbass? question we will spend the rest of the life of this podcast trying to answer but alas we will be sorely disappointed and what the quest for the answers to why you're a dumbass we won't give it like 40 minutes after we're done talking about this movie and i'll give you a good reason as to why fair <laughs> fair point April 3rd. Were you going to say April Fool's? I was going to say April. April Fool's. It's April 4th. I was going to make up a number, I think, again. It was, it's April 3th. <laughs> um, 2000 Yondu. <laughs> 2000 Yondu. The year of the Yondu. <coughs> I still have a cock-sucking, motherfucking, titty-twisting... Dumb, bitch-ass cough. That every time I laugh, it fucking comes out. And then it pisses me off. Oh, man. I'm so tired of coughing like I'm a 74-year-old woman going to goddamn bingo. Drives me insane. So it's April 3rd. I've had a great day. (laughs) Yep. Um, <coughs> those of you who don't know, the third at the bank is not not fun. So we're here. Oh. You're new. Oh my god. We uh we talk movies, we talk our lives, we have fun. This is fun, right? You're having a great time at home? Enjoy. Sorry. See I can't even do those like little giggles. Cause then I get going. I mean you you could do it, you just gotta move on. <coughs> no, like I Go get some water or something. It doesn't matter. Keep keep your th- throat moist. Ugh. You know how easy it is for you to suck all those dicks? That w- I was speaking in like generalities. That's something I don't actually do. Although one of my go-to phrases when I mess something up is, I know not a great thing to say, but actually. <laughs> uh, about ten years ago, uh, we were playing pool um, in a public bar. Myself and some of my best friends, uh, namely Tony Colton and, and Keaton Mataban, who I'll see in just a few weeks for Tony's bachelor party. And I'm horrible at pool. I'm just not good at pool. It's, Never it's have true. been. I've, I've beaten Sam you pool. is one of the rare things Sam can beat me at. Mm, and that list is growing. Like the easiest shot in the world is lined up, and I just whiff it. And I yell in the middle of this bar, I suck so many dicks. And like literally, like the bar stops. Like, if there was, a, like, a jukebox on, it would have, like, record scratched. Mm-mm. And everyone just, like, turns and looks at me, and Keaton, to this day, thinks it's the funniest thing that's ever happened. Because I... everyone in that bar just heard me just exclaim about how many dicks I suck. How many dicks do you suck? Enough to be shitty at pool, I'll tell you that much. Um, so that's why I mean sucking dicks go together like a mouth and a dick. I don't know what else to, to, to say. Um... There was something else I was going to get at before uh, that Talking about began. dick sucking. Let's get into the... Good, what a good segue. That's not a good segue at all. I'm just... No. It's the worst segue of all time. Um, I think that's a little over-exaggerated. Yeah, it's a pretty bad segue. It's WrestleMania week here on Arcade Audio. 
And we have, we have nothing else to talk about at the top of the show, right? We haven't watched any movies. We have nothing else going on in life. Yeah, our lives just revolve around WrestleMania. <coughs> well, no. Well, well this seems. week it does. It's WrestleMania week. I could have been at WrestleMania, okay? You want to really have that conversation on air? No. Okay. But you can hear me talk about it on Potswoggle tomorrow. The oh, wrestling you're going to talk about right it? Here. Yeah, I'm going to keep bitching about the fact I'm not at WrestleMania. It's your own damn fault you're not at WrestleMania, so yeah. why don't you go suck your own dick? It's my. It's mostly my boss's fault, but that's, no, that's it's like, your fault. No, it's not my fault. It's totally your fault. Let's not even get into it because How it's my be, fault. Because I give you several different options, so I wouldn't have to hear you bitch at me about it for the next I don't know seven years or however long it's going to take you to get over the fact that you couldn't work it out and you now have dad guilt. Oh, I had it worked out. I had it planned. So do it. I mean, I'll look up the flights right now. Go on. Okay, hold on. Do it. Let's look and see. So for those of you listening out there, thank you so much for joining us for our last ever episode of Married with see, Movies. See, then, then he dropped this shit on, and what? it's like... Yeah, our priorities are obviously in a different order than mine. My priority is making quality, funny commentary for oh, our s- audience. Why start now? You're obviously not on that wavelength, so you can go suck a dick in New Orleans. Why are we talking about so much fellatio on this podcast? Because you brought it up. No, I actually think you're the one that opened up that door. No, you were the one who said that you still have a cum guzzling... Oh, the cough, yeah. Titty twisting cough. So yeah, you basically said that your... Sore throat is because of all the cum that you guzzle. That's... Which is only really done by sucking dicks. So you technically brought it up. Good lord. What? Just because I'm hacking stuff up in the morning doesn't mean... That you're sucking dicks at night. (laughs) I don't know what... When I met you, you probably said the words dicks like six times in your life. And now you've just said it like 15 times in less than seven minutes. That's a fair point. I'm a horrible person. What have I done to you? Ruined me. You've ruined me. It's WrestleMania week on the network. And we held on to this nomination. Did you really look at flights? I mean, I'm just curious to see what they are priced at at the moment. I want to see how, how expensive they are. This is just me being... An investigative journalist to see where they're at. Mm-hmm. That's all. You should probably make it a one-way ticket. Nah, I don't want to live in New Orleans. Mm. You're not gonna. I don't have live with Andrew's angry. Hmm? He said he might even be leaving before Mania on Sunday. It's WrestleMania week, and we've been saving this movie for this week because this movie features the most famous professional wrestler of all time in it. It's Samantha's nominee. Uh, it is Pain and Gain. I'm going to read the box. Yeah, read the box. Let's get out of this personal... Read the box. Let's get out of the personal part of this podcast and get into the movie part of the podcast. (laughs) Pain and Gain, a Michael Bay film. It sure is. Outrageously entertaining, says Marlo Stern from Newsweek. Michael Bay's hilarious action comedy, Pain and Gain, is Goodfellas on steroids. When an ambitious group of personal trainers, Mark Wahlberg... Dwayne Johnson and Anthony Mackie decide to chase the American dream, they get caught up in a criminal enterprise that goes horribly wrong. Now, Living Large will take everything they've got in the unbelievable unbelievable true story that critics are calling hilarious, smart, clever, and fresh. Now, there are two stars after that, which is who it's credited to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Smith from the New York Post and Chris... N- I can't see that. Nashwalty Entertainment Weekly. Oh, yeah, Nashwalty, yeah. It's too small for me to really read. Oh, it is very small. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so pain and gain. So we um, saw this in theaters, right? Yes. When we actually went to movies. Uh, this came out in... Uh, 2000 and... Fifth? No, no, no. 2000 Four. and... 
2013. Sorry. Um, we actually drove by this movie being filmed at uh, WrestleMania 28 weekend in Miami. 305! That's where I'm from. I was like, what the fuck is Sun Gym and why is it taking even longer to drive down this street in Miami? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because they were filming this movie at the time. And the Rock was in town because of he, he was in the main event of WrestleMania that year. Um, so let, let's, let, let me say something up front, okay? So I, we've watched The Rock, the movie, which was, I believe, a Michael Bay film. No. No. No, it wasn't. Have we done a Michael Bay film on the podcast yet? Yes. Yes, we, we have. Which Michael Bay film did we do? We did. I'm looking right now. Yeah, The Rock was, he it was The Rock. That's what I thought. What? The Rock was... Really? Yes. Yes. I'm thinking of a different Rock. I believe that's it. No, we, we've talked about Michael Bay movies on the podcast. Oh, we've... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've taken the opportunity to shit down the throat of Transformers and other things. And we've referenced Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 before. Oh, yeah, The Rock is Michael so Bay. So, Michael Bay... As a producer or director? <coughs> director. First Michael Bay directed film we've ever done. Oh, second, because we've done The Rock. So, we've officially done the two most acceptable Michael Bay movies. Michael, I think that's also a fair statement. Michael Bay is garbage. Straight garbage. Is well, Bad Boys is pretty acceptable. It's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, he's done other... Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, okay. Bad Boys 2, The Island. The Island sucks. Transformers. True story. All the Transformers. To keep up the theme of Keaton and penises in this movie, Keaton uh, threw a dildo at the screen during The Island. I'm not going to explain why we had a dildo with us. Um, to keep with Keaton and penises. He also dissected alligator penises. Very true. For his uh, PhD? Masters? Michael Bay has this bullshit stylized thing. The man loves like going 360 through holes and walls and windows and shit. And like all of his angles and BS and slow-mo, like he's the worst. He's terrible. He's he's horrible. Okay. In this film. Given that, it works. I love this movie. I think I've I've referenced it before. I forget how it came up at one point. And I think I even said, if I had time, I'd go back and find it and put it in right now. Um, how I was going to shatter my credibility on this specific podcast, talking about how much I love this movie. Look. I don't know what it is. It's it's the combination of the of Michael Bay's style, which is good for some things it's it's very He's still somehow the worst part of the movie but in terms of being so distracting with his bullshit which we'll get pushing to. his stuff through but it works in the in the same way <coughs> it works because it gives the movie that because it's awful gritty miami yes exactly it feels like home uh <laughs> you know it, it just i've seen people like this on the street Hanging out. Uh, it's actually filmed... Well, it takes place in a South Miami area, which is uh, where our dear friend of the show, Algier Chillis, is from. Uh, so, yeah. This, uh, this is his life. Uh, this is not Augie's life. Augie wishes this was his life. There are a couple moments in this movie where it could be Augie's life. Um... <laughs> Welcome to Miami. Not the murder and the fitness, but... Benvenidos a Miami. Yeah. Um, look, this movie's a great movie. This movie is... Fantastic. Okay. I don't know what it is. It just... It just hits this chord with me. And I don't know why it does. I remember seeing the trailers. I'm like, man, I'm going to be really disappointed when I see that. And then... I like that it it feels gritty and huge, but it's still like this small personal like Michael Bay project just based on these newspaper articles of this legitimately horrendous and vicious crime that took place. 
uh, from these like truly awful people. And that's part of why the movie's controversial in that like they make it into this black comedy and you know they almost they glorify you know Mark Wahlberg and and Dwayne Johnson and Anthony Mackie when those like real dudes are on death row like they were sentenced to death they killed for what they did they like they killed these people yeah <coughs> but the way they do it I'm not the biggest black comedy fan. Most black comedies are always a swing and a miss with me. There's very few exceptions. Like, Death the Smoochie is one that I really love. Um, but one of my least favorite movies of all time is a movie called Very Bad Things. Have you ever seen or heard of it before? No. It's got, like, Christian Slater, Cameron Diaz, Daniel Stern. Why would I watch I think that John Favreau. Um, it's about, like, a bachelor party going wrong. You know that movie Rough Night mm-hmm. that came out last year? It's, like, the male equivalent of that, like, 15, 20 years ago. Okay. It's fucking horrendous. Mm-hmm. It, like, there's nothing funny about it, and it's trying to be funny, and it's just a movie about people's lives getting fucking destroyed and all the bad decisions they make. Okay. And, like, this, like, still falls into it, but it hits, like, so many of these, like, perfect oddball sentiments and the three principal performances, well, even more performances beyond that, but the three main performances are just the right amount of, like, desire and, like, guilt and stupidity and, like, uh, uh, psychopathy that, like, it just makes for this really amazing watch. I agree. And it's just, and, like, some of the stylized things that are okay in the film are, like, the the repetitive narrations, uh, first-person narrations of people, and seeing different aspects of things, and the, like, the stops of, like, the rock barbecuing fingerprints in a grill, and them stopping it to say, yeah, this is a true story. Right. Like, things like that, I don't, like, any other time I'd be like, man, fuck that. I don't. I still can, to this day, cannot pinpoint what it is. Even when we watched the movie in theaters, I remember I walked in like, bro, I fucking love that. And I forget who we watched it with. It was probably Rich. I don't know who else it, it would have been. What year been. is this? 2003. We're still in Gainesville. 2013? I think it probably, 2013, I mean, yeah. I think it was him. I don't know if there was anybody else. But, like, I remember, like, leaving the theater and, just and like, whoever we were with, like, was, like, the exact opposite. Like, you know, whatever, fuck that. And I was like, I love that. And I still feel like it's one of those 40-50% Rotten Tomato movies. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't tell you what it is either. I'd like to attribute it to just sometimes when you watch... Okay, so movies in general aren't original or they're based on this story or they do this or they have this theme or this flowing thing. And most movies... At their core, the same. You know, there's a big thing when, like, Avatar came out. We said it was Fern Gully, but Avatar made billions of dollars yeah, yeah, and Fern Gully didn't, you know? Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just the right place at the right time with the right combination of people. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of why that this movie was so appealing and what made this movie so good is Mark Wahlberg and The Rock and Anthony Mackie as that trio. Yeah. And the foil of what's his name? Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Mm-hmm. Monk. Shaloub? Shaloub. Shaloub. I can never say his name. That's why I asked. Tony Shaloub. I think that it was an unexpected twist to them because this movie came out in 2013 when The Rock was starting to get really, really big and starting to do the crossover from he, just... He was already... I mean, he was already in Furious movies, so he was already there. Well, yeah, but he was, like, starting to do the crossover from just, like, the action hero to, like, the comedian... Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roles yeah, that, yeah. that, you know, he he's pretty much known for now, like, yeah. that combination. Mm-hmm. He was starting to really get big into that. Mark Wahlberg, the same thing. Yeah. Kind of, like, it was just, like, the right time... And they kind of were able to just let loose in this, I feel. Like, it was, it let them be more of themselves, mm-hmm. rather than, because, like, this douche, like, Mark Wahlberg is, like, douchebaggy. Yeah, of course. Kind of thing. Like, I don't know, I felt like it was so real, and that's what made it so appealing. 
oh, he's he's an he's awful. Like he's so like there's it's very believable like that he's yeah. just this totally uh not absent-minded, just this total apathetic, this total apathetic numbskull mm-hmm. who only knows how to be bad. But like, you still want to like see what he does. Like, when he he just off puts so many people. Like when he's like fake riding the lawnmower in like the store, and the, the guy just like kind of walks away from him. And you know, like the people in the neighborhood just not even really taken to him. I, there's so many moments where like that stuff is fucking perfect. Like. When, when, like, after he's already killed the dude on accident, and they're trying to deal with the wife, and he's, like, gonna go, like, they're gonna go over and get the, uh, try to break in the safe. And the scene where he's, like, I just gotta get a pump in real quick. And then, like, yeah. it's such, like, a weird break from, like, the action. It's, like, that's so unnecessary, which is one of my biggest bugaboos about a lot of Michael Bay stuff. Is like, think of, like, so many sequences in the Transformers movies where, like, they go for this really, like lowbrow joke or like there's a five minute tangent of like fucking Kevin Dunn and his mom just like talking yeah or like not even that like like Shia LaBeouf's dad just like getting the chance to like like do like vaudeville bits so you know like she's like why the fuck like this is such a waste of time why are we doing this and like in this it just is perfect for the characters when they do those things because it's that realness to it. it and then it's the that. rock just stopping and sitting around, yep, do it, uh-huh, get it. And it's like, they just killed a person. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing when they're they're arguing and bickering over, you know, trying to kidnap somebody in fucking alien bodysuits and karate outfits. Yeah. And, you know, and the the When the police get called at first and they're like arguing like, why are the police here? Oh, they called because some black guys in their yard, and then they run and they jump yeah, off they the jump, pier yeah. and stuff like it. Just <coughs> felt so real, and they were able to. I feel like channel. But it is also so ridiculous. Like the fact that they play up the yeah. fact that it's a true story helps because it's so ridiculous that you wouldn't but, believe it. Yeah, but then it, it helps that they probably over like dramatized it, and Michael Bay's style of doing those things helps. So like when they go to the um, like the army surplus store. And they lie about being fucking stripers, security guards, or whatever. And they have that that dude who's gay and everything. Um, that's the only thing he can do. Uh, the only thing he can do. Who is he in the longest yard? Who is he in Showgirls? It's not the only. Who is he on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Who is he on? Those are the only three things I know him from. Those are not the only things he can do. Look up his IMDb and show me how many lumberjack projects he's been in. Um, I'm kidding. Don't. Um, I was actually almost but like there. Those, like those asides, just fit into this like crazy world. Um, do they? Do they still always work? No. There are still like several sequences in this movie that make me want to just pound my head in the face with a fucking fungo bat. Because they're unnecessary. I hate the totally unbelievable, like, neighborhood watch scene with The Rock's girlfriend and the husbands, like, like fawning over and doing, like, the volunteers. They're like, that scene fucking sucks. I hate that, like, army surplus scene because it's, it's fake and it sucks. I hate uh, Rebel Wilson, period. Um... She's not very good in, in this movie. But, like, her whole, like, every time she has, like, has to exchange dialogue with Anthony Mackie, you know, it's just like, oh, well, we got Rebel Wilson. That's definitely not that character. But let's let Rebel Wilson do her thing. You know, it, it fits way too well in the Michael Bay shit. Um, like, those things are, are bad. But when you get, um, when you get, uh, The Rock in a, like a sex toy factory, smacking a fake ass in the middle of Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Mackie being like adrenaline filled and like not sure what to do about like the guy they just kidnapped. Like that shit like fucking works. Um, it's, of, of course it looks great. Um, how many pounds of HGH were consumed to make this movie? How many dicks 
did you suck in this podcast? I thought we were so past far? the dicks, just because I brought up the it's sex comparable. toy shop. Shout it's out to comparable. the shout out to the Great American Challenge, the world's preeminent eighteen-inch black dildo. Um, is that what it is? Tell yeah, me more about that. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking it's pretty self-explanatory. It's dildo Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Death, I'll take it. I just am imagining like a. I am not a cock. (laughs) If I have to, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, the street continues. I should have said cock Nixon, right? Cock Nixon. Cock Nixon. Cock Nixon. Cock Nixon. Nixon. Oh, God, don't do Akbar when you have bronchitis or whatever the fuck I have. God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, neither do I. How much HGH? Yeah, yeah. The same as... <coughs> My God. Probably 700 milliliters. That's... I thought you going to say pounds. It's just pounds. 700 okay. pounds. 700 pounds. It's uh, insane. Let me look at the trivia. It doesn't have it in the trivia. I'm not talking about the trivia. But then also, like, it, it's weird because you have... Oh, man. Also, I'm, like... There's so many... So what's your favorite scene or sequence? Uh, we watched this, by the way, over the course of two days last week. So yeah, it's also like trying to recall ago. and remember because we have a child and she's difficult. Um, and you were out of town for Passover. Um, favorite scene, sequence, um, part? Um... I, I liked kind of like what you said, like all of the asides that they had. Um, I'm trying to think like back to to the movie because it has been um, so long ago. Um, I liked the. Uh, I know it's like a bad part to like. But I liked the whole when they were trying to kidnap um, Kershaw. Yeah, and like they fuck it up. And, and they mess it up, and then they do, and then they get it, and then just like that whole beginning part, and then like and they beat the crap out of him, and then they the notary thing, and yeah, like the development of yeah, like, just how like that whole happens. thing, and. I stopped liking it mm-hmm. when the realism got away from it. You bring oh. that shit, that shitty ass signed document into the bank. Here's no, a here's I'm our new segment. Remember, here's our new segment on the podcast: uh, Samantha Mullet, Notary Public. I am actually Notary Public. Thank you very much. I'm proud. <coughs> That's a sacred honor that was bestowed upon me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy who notarized it should have gone to jail. He should have. You didn't see that person sign. You didn't see him sign. You I mean, committed knew. fraud. It's, he knows it's the whole point of having a notary. Exactly. That's the only reason for a notary. But then let's talk about that bank manager. Segment number two of the podcast, Samantha Mullet, former bank manager. Look, somebody came in with those documents, and they were signed like shit like they were, and they were not notarized, and I said, oh, no, you didn't need a notary for it. And then they brought it back in. It was the same exact thing. Now had a notary. Well, then I know that notary didn't do their job. And so I would it. report them to the Notary Association of the state of Florida. And I would put probably a flag on the account. And I would not. Hmm. I, I, would, I would put in a suspicious activity report. Hmm. And it was a bank in Miami it. in 1996. If 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 he farted at any moment, he would have cocaine come out of his anus. Like that's just people in Miami in the nineties. So and how was he able to get into the safe deposit box? So that bank should not be keeping a copy of the customer's that's key. In the fucking Bahamas the safe deposit box. I don't you care. You could bring the a root. You could say of having a bank safe deposit box. You could probably walk in there and be like, "Oh, I'd like to get my safe deposit box." Oh 
okay, can I see some identification? You just hold up like a rooster. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's your rooster. Go on in. I don't know. You I still need a key. I probably just generalized the Bahamas to the point where it was offensive. Good thing we're going there in a few weeks. Hey, what's up, Bahamas? Shout out to the Bahamas. Um, keep, keep, keep getting them checks. Bahamas? That's wrong. Um, Is it, though? Is it? Uh, you watching movies that have anything to do with the bank ruins film for me. Um... Because your minutia is Look, ridiculous. All I ask for is accuracy. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're watching a Michael Bay film. <sighs> well, uh, he, what? He can give robots different accents, and people are like, oh, yeah, that's pretty accurate for a robot named Skids or Mudflap. No, everyone actually pretty much revolted against that as being uh-huh. one of the most offensive things in the history of the world. Yeah, until so. I pointed out the error of their ways with the banking policies and procedures that I think, they set I think forth. ethnic juvenile robots saying that they can't read is worse than a notary public messing up a document. No, I was talking more about the bank policy and procedures, not the necessarily... The bank messing where, up the policies and procedures in 20 years ago of a document. Mm-hmm. My favorite part, is this is what I asked, this is what I get for saying that you should talk more, is, um... That part's terrible. <laughs> I mean, you fucked me up. Uh, I, this, the I like... The stripper part. Yeah. <coughs> no, that was nice stuff. Um... Really? Fuck you. Um, I liked the... I love how, like, swiftly it kind of gets into things. So, like, the introduction of the Kershaw character... And, you know, the, the, the kind of the setup, it builds nicely until you see, you know, you get to see the introduction of everybody, what they all have going on. It's, it's quick and succinct. Um, I also enjoy, he's not giving me an MVP and I went on in the performances, but I really just like Ed Harris's like involvement. He's kind of just like the, the old voice of reason and like the, the calm in the film. Totally out of place. Um, but I, I like all of his scenes. Um, I also enjoy, sorry, I had to burp, um, just the, any, any of their plotting and scheming. Yeah, that was, it was. And just the three, like you said, the three of them just like being and interacting. Um, yeah. the scene also like, like the rock and Kershaw, like bonding over things and like they're, like again, stuff that like for me, like normally Eldad. shouldn't work and Eldad, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Um, what did you not like? Aside from things that you've already mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm. Some of it. W- I mean, there's more. Yeah, we may have to get into the acting for some of it. Sure. Though. I mean, there's more sequences like. I mean, I didn't like the whole Johnny Woo. Yeah. Stuff I could have done yeah. without that. Yep. Yep. I uh, I hate that stuff too. Could could have done without that, especially it just seemed like it, it gave get the bitches on the boat. Get the bitches on the boat. It I gave like, it, uh, the character like somebody to like strive to be, like kind of like a, a shitty false idol, you sure, know. Sure. Sure. But yeah, it just it that that shit doesn't work for me. Also, like again, like there's more of those little asides. Did Victor Kershaw need a guy that had the worst diarrhea in the history of planet Earth to be his roommate and shart like a grenade shit in the bathroom just so Michael Bay could show it? Yes. Yes. That's wrong. In, the, in contracts. That's Has wrong. Has to have some charter or skid marks a part of his films. That's the real skid and mud flap, if you know what I'm saying. Skid Nixon. Doesn't count. I still got you on Cock Nixon. You did get me on Cock I got you on Cock Nixon. Um, yeah, just like those... I don't know why he has to do... Like, I don't know. I don't get the point behind it. I don't get... You know, like... His, like, mentality and mindset of... This, like, frantic, fast-paced... Bullshit... He thinks it adds another dimension to the film. Like, flurry of of inappropriate and, like, fucking... He thinks it's funny. He adds it to add another layer to his film so they could be action comedies, not just action. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's really where the appeal is. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's really what it is. Um, there's something else I was, I, I wanted to mention that I didn't like, and I'm forgetting what it was. Um, I... I get why they included, like, the scenes with, like, people at Schlotzi's Deli. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like but, the background and, yeah, you know. Yeah, I get it, but could have done without it. <coughs> um, uh, the whole wedding between Dorball and uh, Anthony Mackie and uh, Rebel Wilson. Like, the wedding and then, while that's going on, the rock, like, robs the bank, which we can also get into there as well. No, he didn't rob a bank. Okay, he, he robbed, robbed an armored uh, courier. Okay, he ro- robbed an armored courier who was not properly doing his job. First of all, why was the truck so far away? Why was it he watching? He should have been watching where he was going. They have stun guns and they have real the guns and they're told to use them. 300 pounds. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Should have been watching where he was going. I know you're going to mention about the fucking die pack, too. I know. Look, I said it when it went off. I said, oh, I'll mention that on the podcast. You better believe it. Look, that's not generally how die packs work. I'm not sure how that bag was rigged. But die packs normally have sensors, and when they pass the sensors when they go off, which is why, you know, banks use them and stuff, because when they get out the front door, then they go off, because there's sensors at the front doors. But, um... Yeah, I don't know if that bag was rigged a certain way because it was opened incorrectly, which that bag looked like all it had in it was work. It did not look like it was a money bag, let's be real. Okay, you don't put your money in a zip-tie yellow bag, okay? You put it in a, in a tamper-proof plastic bag. That's the way you have to do it. So this movie got a lot of things wrong when it comes to the realism I mean, it's fine. He robbed the armor courier. Obviously, the armor courier was not following protocol. But the bank that he picked that deposit up at was also not following protocol because it was not done correctly. The money center would have sent that money back. They would have sent an angry email and would have gotten charged for non-standard packaging. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a really good nap. I hope you at home enjoyed your nap as well. They didn't nap because they understand. They appreciate the fact that I'm going to keep people MVP and LVP. I'm the MVP for noticing all these flaws in the movie. You are the exact opposite. Um, What do you want to start with? Start with the LVP. I have three nominees. Okay. Um, we already mentioned Rebel Wilson. Yeah, she she didn't do anything to enhance any part of. And the she's movie. just too Rebel Wilson in this movie. Like she's very much it. Dis- it detracts from. It detracts and distracts from their relationship. And any scene that she's and in. Any scene, yeah, and it didn't really make it believable at the end when she comes home and she finds like the house, like the carpet, and then she like goes against the police, and then in the courtroom, it just was. I'm just saying that woman's a whore. Like, whatever. Fuck off. Uh, was that Ken- your Rebel Wilson impression? Yeah, it was. Can you do it again? No. Ken Jeong, again, somebody who in other... In less... Like, the more and more you see Ken Jeong, the less sense, what the fuck is up here? What the fuck is on my chair? Yeah, weird. Like, like glaze. Come? No. No. Did you come on the couch? No, I didn't come on the couch. I was talking about dicks and coming. You're the one who mentioned it. No, I, I said glaze. From what? Donuts. When did you Because I'm a fat fuck. When did you have donuts? When did I not have donuts? Did you have donuts without me? No, I did not. So? I think they're actually fingernails. Who did you kill and stuff it into the I couch? I killed a Schlotsky's deli owner. We now owe $4.6 million. Turns out Schlotsky still do great. 
Even in this area. I killed uh, the owner of Parati's. If he dies in the next three days, it was not me. Oh my God. I am fucked we forever. We going to don't have that much money. Ken Zhuang, <coughs> like you said, he's just, he can be a, he's a major distraction. Doesn't add anything. Yeah. Mm, unfortunately, not very good in pretty much anything that he's in now. Like, you should just quit in the hangover and then, like, it's done. That's it. Hangover yeah. one. Uh, yeah. My, th- my third is Bar Pally, or Bar Pally, however. The, um, initially Lugo's girlfriend and ends up being, uh, The Rock's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Just a annoying model who doesn't have talent that, you know, was just... It could have been anybody. <coughs> yeah, I mean, obviously she looked great, but, I mean, th- Oh, obviously, there's... did she? Have I ever say anything? I'm just kidding. Um... Yeah, not not entertaining, and I don't feel like did well in her parts. Yeah, I mean, she it was just flat. Yeah, so those are my three. You can pick and choose whoever you want. Um, I think I think Rebel Wilson was the biggest violator. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm sure that won't be her last. Um. Not MVP, just kind of like wanted to round out some people here. Uh, Kurt Angle, shout out to Kurt Angle, and your big weird ass neck. Um, <laughs> Kurt Angle is going to be the first person that has been confirmed to die via spontaneous combustion. <laughs> Kurt Angle is Kurt Angle is redder than the Kool Aid Kool Aid Man's anus. He just always looks like he's about to go into shock. Kurt Angle looks like a blood vessel. He looks like a popped blood vessel. You know, like when you get one that pops, like under your skin? That's what he looks like. Like the skin over the popped blood vessel. Cool, uh, cool, cool Angle. Kurt Kurt Angle's neck is three times the size of a scale on a map of what a mile is. It's large. So shout out to you, Kurt Angle, for getting a... Bar weight get thrown in your face. Keep getting them checks. Keep them checks. You got a lot of kids. Um, Does he really? Yeah. Like I mean, nine, Jason Jordan. You know, like 900 kids, yeah. I think he's got like six. Um, also like uh, Michael Raspoli, bootleg Kevin James. Um, the guy who plays Frank Regan. Yeah, yeah. He he's was, in a bunch of stuff. He was good. Yeah. Um, I already mentioned Ed Harris. Ed Harris, obviously, is not MVP. It's hard, it's hard to topple the big three in this, but... He does a great job. Same thing with Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub is, it's very difficult. To, I mean, he falls into, I, I liken Tony Shalhoub to, um, oh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, my God. Why am I going to blank on this? Um, Jesus Christ. The guy from Transformers, but he's also in everything. Do the Right Thing, Big Lebowski. John Turturro. John Turturro. Oh, who, yeah. Like, God damn it, he's an amazing Academy Award nominated actor. Same thing Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub's got like four fucking Emmys for being a monk. He also benefited from being a comedic actor in the mid and early 2000s when there was nothing else on television. But um, he's great at what he does. He plays a wonderful, unsympathetic victim. It's so easy to hate him. Yeah. And he does it so but he, well. And he does a great job, um, but he also still falls into those traps of certain... Things that Michael Bay's script will force you to do. I do love, I think he has my favorite line in the movie though. It's just, you know, who invented salads? Poor people. That's just perfect encapsulation of that character. Yeah. Uh, Rob Corddry also does fine. He's not in it he much, does. but you know, he's cool. Uh, we get to our big three. Anthony Mackie, I think, will never win an MVP award and it's a travesty, but he's always, I've never seen Anthony Mackie in anything where he's not great. Yeah. Super underrated dude. I'm glad he's fucking Falcon. I'm glad he's in a ton of shit. Yeah, now. he's he's definitely gaining the momentum. He's just charismatic and he he doesn't have to be the standout. He can be that sidekick for all intents and purposes. He is, he's a sidekick. He is, and but he does it so well. Like he's not just there to to fill that Roll or fill those shoes. Like he brings his own twist to it. He brings his own element to it. <coughs> and I, yeah, I think he he does 
a, a great job. I, I haven't ever seen him in anything that I haven't liked him in, and he's done a lot of stuff that I even haven't seen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which, you and know. It's crazy to think how, like, Anthony Mackie is, like, 57 years old, right? Like, I feel like he's super old. <laughs> he was, like... An- Anthony Mackie? I know. He's probably, like, in his late 30s, early 40s. How old did you say he is? Did you say? Jokingly or for real? Jokingly. Jokingly, I said he was 57. He's obviously not 57 years old. He's 40. Yeah, he's 40. But remember, like, he was fucking Papa Doc in 8 Mile. That movie came out 18 years ago. I'm sorry, what? He's Papa Doc. He's not Papa Doc. He's Papa Doc in 8 Mile. He's not Papa Doc in 8 Mile. Yes, he is. He's fucking Papa Doc in 8 Mile. He's not Papa Doc. The movie came out in 2001. My mother had to take me and Andrew Zinger to three different movie theaters to try to buy his tickets for it. Why? She didn't want to go see it with you? No. You don't, she, want, you don't want to go see that movie with your mom? To, to my mom's credit, she argued with the two managers of both movie theaters saying, if I'm going to buy them tickets and say it's okay, why can not sit there on their own and watch the movie? And they're like, it's just our policy for this movie, ma'am. And she took us to the movie theater that I ended up working at, and they didn't give a fuck. Um, so shout out to my mom for making me watch 8 Mile. Um, Papa Doc? It's Papa Doc. In 8 Mile? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so it leads us to the final two. Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne Johnson. I know who my vote is for. Um. I mean, it's a tough call. It's, it's, it's to tough, me, it's not. It's, it's, it is. I mean, I, I don't think that anyone else could have done what they did with those characters in these roles and have it be the same movie. I don't. And sure, I feel like their sure. chemistry together also really made this movie what it is. So I think it is a t- you know, <coughs> could, could you argue it either way? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, the plot moved forward because of Mark Wahlberg and, and what he brought to it, and I think he did a great job. He did, absolutely. Um, but you're going to argue for, for it's, The Rock. It's The Rock in this. It's The Rock. I, I, I've mentioned it in a couple other of the movies we've done. Uh, I, I know we did Central Intelligence. Did we do another one? Uh, y- yeah. I know we've so. watched Baywatch since the since we've done the podcast recently. We, uh, but I know we didn't like cover it, but I've mentioned like that every time in the mo- in like a rock movie, like he's very good, but like he always has those moments where like it feels a little awkward or it's like eh, maybe not have made that choice. This is my favorite rock performance, and I think this is the most perfect rock performance because like he's vulnerable while being this incredibly beastly person and he's an addict and he's but he's also like he's just this big child you know who wants to find God and everything he does in this movie to me is fucking awesome um he's funny he's heartbreaking he's weird uh I just like it's his tone when like they're bringing you can't do that to people but then in the same token, he's the guy that's, like, threatening somebody with a baseball bat to get up behind, uh, you know, uh, the fucking hotel lobby because, you know, that's what they need to get done. Yeah. You know, he's, I fucking love him in this. He had it right when he slapped that plastic ass. Um, so that'd be my vote. Mark Wahlberg is, is 1B, but Mark Wahlberg at times, if I just had to make a decision as to why he wouldn't be over the rock for me, at times is just a little too cartoony. And also, I would have liked to see a little bit more of like a sociopathic twinge to him. Like, I, I think... Like a tick or something. Yeah, like, even when like he kills Griga, like, I, I understand the complaints of people... That like that character probably like meant to do that, so it's it's maybe also like the the way the movie like tweaks it to show like who he actually is, but he could have very easily done more I think to make that character even five or ten percent actually being sinister. Okay. In terms of desperation, as opposed to just a a, a bumbling you know who he is. Okay, I think that that's fair. So that yeah, we could go with the Rock. I believe this is the Rock's first MVP. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm pretty sure it is. 
have to consult my big ass book. Holder. Yeah, but he, you know, and and The Rock has. I I don't know if we've done much other than Central Intelligence. We've seen a lot of his other movies. Outside of the podcast. Yeah, of course. So I think that you know, coming up, I don't think he's gonna be hurting for MVPs. He's but he's grown so much. Have we done Walking Tall? Uh, or the no. Rundown. I mean, no, for good reason. The yeah. Rundown's fine. The Rundown's a good cable movie. It's I actually have owned the Rundown before. Back when I actually still like traded movies in after like I didn't need them and I got rid of it because I'm like I don't need to rewatch the rundown. Yeah. Walking Tall, I'm not a fan of, um, because it's still him like very early on not no not remembering how to have fun. Finding himself. Yeah. yeah. It is the first MVP for The Rock, so congratulations to him. Yeah. I, I think he's great in this. He's. Just him like. You know, having, like, these little, like, freakouts, uh, you know, these withdrawals and dealing with it, you know. But then also in the middle of, like, he's also pitch perfect in terms of being, like, the stupid that Mark Wahlberg is. Like, they do a great job, like, passing the stupid off to one another. And The Rock does it the best because he's, like, the most innocent of the three. Yeah, but I think he also just shows a lot of range, like you said. Yeah. He has that innocence. Um, he's terrifying. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's just... A, he, This kind of, I, I feel, was his breaking point in terms of propelling him to be the superstar he is now. Because he was gaining a lot of momentum up to this movie, like, with those action movies and stuff. Well, I mean, he, he in 2012, I think... When he, 2011 or 2012, when he came back to WWE at the same time is when he was in his first Furious movie and when, um, like, Journey 2 came out. He took, he took a sequel that Brendan Fraser turned down and, like, somehow, like, made this franchise more money. It's like, who the fuck wanted to see Journey to the Mysterious Island 2? But then when he added The Rock 2, it was like, okay. Yeah, because he, I mean, prior to this, he did... It wasn't looking great. Yeah, he did G.I. Joe. Retaliation. Uh, no, G.I. Joe came out... G.I. Joe Retaliation, 2013, same year. Yeah, it came out around like almost like the exact same time yeah. as this, yeah. Um, Journey to... Mm-hmm. Uh, Furious, Fast Five. Fast Five was the first one, yeah. Uh, the Other Guys. Yeah, but again, that was like a bit part, you know. Well, no, that Tooth was... Tooth Fairy. Like, he was in that Disney Game Plan Tooth Fairy. Race to Witch Mountain. Yeah, like, it was, smart, it was looking bad. Game Plan. He was on a bunch of Disney Channel shows. Yeah. As himself, which yeah. is always good. <laughs> Be Cool, which I think was what they tried to do. That was about eight years He's the earlier. best part of that shitty movie, and I think we yeah. mentioned that before. And but then, yeah, it's around this time when he gets... when he... They started, they started banking on him to to carry or, like, help turn around franchises and be like, you know what would be cool for this? The Rock. And people like, oh, yeah, but that's fun. And then, and then you know what didn't help or what didn't hurt is that everything was, for the most part, pretty good. Like, this got, like, a 49% Rotten Tomatoes and it didn't do great at the box office. I think it was still number one, but it only made, like, $40, 50000000 million. Which, again, this movie was made super cheap. Big ups to Michael Bay and everyone else for, like, taking scale and just wanting to get it done because they believed in it as opposed to making it $100 million fucking flop. Sure. Um, but for the most part, like, The Rock was able to infuse fun in things and make them watchable and good. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and y- you know, I think it Mark also. Mark Wahlberg still got some stinkers every now and then. Shout out to every single bullshit real life bombing movie and oil tanker spill movie that he does. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's a fair point. He and... wakes up every morning, looks at the Wall Street Journal and is like, hey. Did any major calamity happen today? No? I'm going to go back to bed. How's it going? Hey, Mark Wahlberg. I wish you were actually Mark Wahlberg in my living room, but you're not, so... That's a disappointment for me. What was that supposed to mean? What? Th- that was a, a, a... That was still Mark Wahlberg with your disappointed husband in it. <laughs> how's it How's it going? It, it, it's going. You How wouldn't are you? fuck Mark Wahlberg. Mark what? Wahlberg's an ape. Look at him. 
dumbass gorilla fucker. Why are you so upset? <coughs> Brother, you fuck Donnie Wahlberg. I would not want to fuck Donnie Wahlberg. Paul Wahlberg. At least you bring me home some Wahlbergers. <coughs> Honey, I had sex with a Wahlberg. Oh, God. Good news. That's my girl. Um, God's trying to tell you something. Uh, there's something else we were saying. I was in the middle of saying something. Oh, I about. feel like, didn't I have another Wahlberg impersonation at one point? Like, I was like, oh no, who was it? No, yeah, I had this. I had this. And it was, it was. Now uh, you sound like Kevin Owens trying to do a Mark Wahlberg impression. I don't know what you're talking about. It was, it was just recently. We just recently did this. Now I'm turning into the Nero. It was, uh, oh my God, yeah, I think it's when you nominated the movie. How's it going? I don't remember. I, my memory is shit. Because you're Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, how's it going? No, but it was... You're Meathead. Paul, no, Paul's the actual guy, right? Maul? Was it Maul? No, Maul Wahlberg's nothing. What? I don't know. What are you talking about? I think I'm stuck like this now. Is that Okay. I mean, you you got to do what you got to do. I, I I don't know. Stall? Ball. Call Wahlberg? Wall Wahlberg. Someone please help me. I know I was doing a Wahlberg character, and it was very funny, and now it's not. Because now you sound like an old Jewish man. It's, it's pretty much all he is. Um, right? Like, I did this. Did I not? I think that what also helped The Rock was people got to know his personality, so he was able to transition to these comedic roles because a lot of who he is as a person is in that comedic zone. So I think that that also helped propel his career. So Ron Wahlberg? Like Donnie Ro- Ronnie Wahlberg? I'm going to have to go back and listen to this. I don't know. Wahlberg Nixon. No. No? Too long. Yeah. Too long, and what would he say? Hey, I'm not a crook. No. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Oh, I think I just found a transformer. That better? Maybe Nixon does uh, Reagan. Reagan? God, put me under. <laughs> oh, good. You have the cough now. <laughs> Hey, let's score this son of a bitch, huh? And go to bed. We've talked about painting game for 57 minutes. That's a record. Michael Bay didn't talk about this movie long enough to write it. <coughs> Anything else? I know I had a Wahlberg character, though. I'm going to find it. Message me. Someone remind me what the Wahlberg thing was that I was doing a few weeks ago. Tatiana, get on it. Yeah. Or Rich. Or one of you other weird-ass people that are still listening to this. Score time. Uh, you nominated it, so I go first. Man, it is so hard to rate this movie and, and not shatter every bit of credibility I've ever had on this podcast. I love it so much. It's got a bucket full of flaws. But it's so watchable. And it works. Oh, God, I'm going to say it. I'm giving it a nine. Oh my god. I'm giving it a nine. Wow, really? Yeah. Look, I think it's great. And I also I, I don't think we mentioned like the soundtrack for it's great. I mean it just I do feels lo- like Miami. Oh yeah, I, I do love the music, yeah. It feels like Miami and Michael Bay knows how to shoot fucking Miami. He does. I, I he does. I mean it it It's hard to capture it. And especially, like, if you're from there, you know, it, it, it's hard to see it on film and it not be done justice. But I think that this film captures it, and I just like that they take it to another level, even though it's supposed to be, you know, not nice material that they cover. It is turned into this comedy, and you are endeared to them as bad guys. But, um, yeah, I like it. I was going to give it... Uh, Eight. I don't like it quite as much as you, eight. apparently. Uh, so an eight and a half for this movie, which I think is pretty fair because I think it's probably too much. But look, it is I what it I is. like it. It makes me laugh. That's important. It is. Nowadays, it is. 
All right, well, Pain and Gain's in the books. Happy WrestleMania week to everybody. Um, if you normally don't want to listen to Podswoggle, WrestleMania is the annual biggest wrestling event of the year. It's this Sunday, 5 o'clock kickoff, 7 o'clock is the main show. Uh, you can listen to Podswoggle Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment on the Arcade Radio Network if you want to listen and learn all about WrestleMania that airs, uh, if you're hearing this when this posts on Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, and all over the weekend. All right, my turn to nominate. Um, didn't really have many ideas. Um, I mean, I have my whole big-ass list, but um, last week I was mentioning how I was watching um, a couple documentaries on HBO, and one of those documentaries was about Steven Spielberg. And, of course, Ready Player One just came out in the theaters as well. We're going to hopefully get a chance to see it here in a few weeks. Um, so from watching that documentary, man, I just like, I was like, fuck. We've done a couple Spielberg movies. We've done Hook. We've done, what else? Shosh, uh, Schindler's List. Um, I feel like we haven't done as, as much as we should. We need to. So I was like, let's just do, let's just do, do, nominate the, you know, like, two of the best movies ever made. And two of the best Spielberg things ever. I'm nominating Jaws. And I'm nominating Saving Private Ryan. So I have some heartache with this. Let's just watch some good movies. I know Jaws is good. I wouldn't know about Saving Private Ryan because I've never seen Saving Private Ryan. So you can finally see it. Yeah, so I can finally see it. But hey, you know what? Fuck you, Scott Ralph, for ruining Saving Private Ryan for me. I know what happened. I was spoiled. I know all about the Ryans. Okay? And uh, that sucks. So my bitterness is now overtaking me. Uh, I don't know. See, I feel... When would, when would this air? Um, this is not going to air until, uh, well, Dirty Grandpa's next, so really at any time. And sometime in the next two weeks, probably. Two or three weeks. Hang on. And we're not going to be able to hold it till Memorial Day. I know what you're thinking. What? You were thinking of trying to make it hold out until May, Memorial Day. It's like eight weeks from now. Mm. Or like seven weeks from now. But remember also from No, Memorial... I, was, I was waiting for, for Shark Week, which is in July, actually. Oh. This National Shark Week is... So either um, I, I have more shark movies upstairs. It's fine. What other oh, shark actually, movies? Oh, actually, fuck. Hold on. I can't nominate Jaws. Why? We own Jaws, too. Why do we own Jaws, Because <coughs> it was cheap, and I'm I'm a silly, silly man. Well, I was about to send a sweet message to... Uh, Sorry. Friend of the show, Carly Coffey. I cannot nominate Jaws because I own the sequel. All right, That's so we will do... Well, no. I was, I was, I was, I was a replacement. Uh, E.T. Saving Private Ryan or E.T. Oh, man. Movie I... Possibly I'm going to hate just because I want to hate it, or a movie Rich hates because of Drew Barrymore. Even though she's very cute and innocent in the movie. Um, How long is Saving Private Ryan? It's almost three hours. It's really long. E.T. Fuck. Okay, fine. E.T. We're I mean, we're getting, we have to watch these movies eventually anyway. I know, but with everything Oh, you picked E.T. Shit, I wrote E.T. down as if we're not watching I picked E.T. The... I really was everything. Damn it, I really want to watch Jaws. Everything coming up in the next few weeks, I really don't think we'll be able to fit in Saving Private Ryan. So make sure have... e- I feel like I nominated T before. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't messing up. You messed up. I'm going to no, make. we're good. I'm going to make an announcement. 2018 Shark Week. We will be watching shark themed movies uh, to sandwich it, to start and finish it. That's stupid. It's not stupid. Carly Coffee will appreciate it. My best friend and best friend of the show. Maybe she should come up for Shark Week and like be on the fucking show or something already. It's a challenge. You throw it down. She's outside. Great. No. Uh, um, but no, we nine thousand pound dog. Yeah, he's scary. He's like a shark in a dog's eat. body. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. All right, so E.T. and Dirty Grandpa, man. We run the table here on Married with Movies. Thank you for listening to the show. ArcadeAudio.net for this podcast and all the other ones in our network shows. Apple, Stitcher, and Google to subscribe, rate, and review. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies. 
at Mary W. Movies on Twitter and patreon.com slash Mary W. Movies. You can still go vote for the 2016 Mullet Awards. Of course, you can also find the link in the description of the podcast. Please do so. I haven't checked any of the results yet. We have a couple months before we will unveil the winners. Anything else? Nope. Anything else from you? No, that's why I asked you. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Why did I buy Jaws 2? I don't know. You did. God. I know I bought it because my grandmother liked it. And it's like, oh, your taste in movies wasn't the best. It wasn't. She likes that Top Dog movie. It's about Chuck Norris solving crimes with a dog. I haven't found that on DVD yet, but I will. Help me find Molly. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.